So Kamara and Dylan against Connor and Ass Blast and Gaskin. <laughs> I can't say that without like thinking that I'm the Tiger King talking about Carol Baskin. <laughs> That's really great. <laughs> yeah. I just cannot I cannot say it without sound like I'm the Tiger King. Ass Blastin. Carol Ass Baskin. Blastin <laughs> Miles Gaskin. <laughs> <laughs> It's game time. So to me, that would be a good way to open it up. Yes. You know, so yeah, there's definite appeal there. Oh, no, we just lost our under 20 demographic. It was a fizzer. So where do young people go when they're not uh, catching passes at the Steelers, Tay? Someone like the Jets will probably throw a massive coin at him to try and send his career into a tailspin. Hot diggity dog. I'm an optimist. I, I like having lots of options. Because, I mean, we see this all the time. We see three for twos. We see two for ones. Honestly, mate, that'd be enough to make me play well. This is a game my wife and I play at home and you're like, whoa! <laughs> this is the Astro League. It sounds so weird in like an Australian accent. The Astro League. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> the Astro League podcast. I think my sheriff's decision is I, I just wouldn't do it during the season. How about that dirtbag Ken selling me a lemon last week? Anyone want a cheap tight end? I love that you've got billionaire problems in a world where everyone else has just got millionaire problems. It's so fun. Mahomes versus Tannehill will leave Adam feeling like he sat his ass on a burning grill. While Marky Marks does a foreign and Jalen Waddle. Man, he's going to need them to score a full throttle. Kittle needs to stop being so shittle and take down Fant <laughs> so he has less poo in his pants. <laughs> last week, with the starts of the week, I've got it dead in front of me here, right? I was pretty happy with my call on Jimmy G, and he didn't even beat your, you know, bucket of shit run. Uh, I almost called him a running back because, that, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's kind of where the points came from, but your bucket of shit quarterback. Wrong, 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 wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. My running back didn't beat your running back either, and your running back, when he only scored like eight, I was rubbing my hands together. Wrong, 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 wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. And then my wide receiver, I had to sort of, you know, bat my eyelids and kind of be like, hey, hey, to try and make sure you didn't. That was the, the best guy. thing I ever did was let you have him. <laughs> so I gave myself a pat in the back for that. Fuck, yeah, how are you feeling about that? Because, I mean, and oh. it's not the difference in the matchup, but gee, the, he's most of the difference in the matchup is that you let me have Amari Cooper. Well, you just trot out Darnell for Mooney and he um, bared his ass against me and threw up something like seven and a half more points than Amari Cooper in a week where you won by 10 points. Oh, Amari was just sizzling semen, mate. Like, he was just absolute garbage. Um, <laughs> what was funny was it came out a decent margin again. There was actually a period still in that second half where I still needed far more points out of fields because he... Again, wasn't passing. He, had, he was efficient, but he was like 13 or 14 or 13 to 15 with like just over 100 yards. He hadn't actually started to run the ball yet much either just because the, the Matt Nagy offense was just horrendous. And Mooney just wasn't really getting any deep balls or sort of looks in the end zone because they were just never there. So even though Mooney was putting together an okay day, he sort of was just always plodding away and he got himself to like five for 63. He also was a frigging fan hair away from a touchdown. He caught it and then he, he couldn't get his um, shin down in time, I think it was, and then he sort of bobbled it anyway. But it was so close. Uh, but 
Fields only, I don't know if you saw it, Fields literally was given a, t- a touchdown on the last play of the game. They even initially called it not a touchdown and then they sort of reviewed it quickly, even though everyone was shaking hands and then gave it to him. So it definitely gave him some extra points that it really, really shouldn't have had. Um, it was basically a 10-point performance at best from Fields that turned into a 16 uh, right at the end. Um, but look, it was enough to, to get over the hump. Like you mentioned, Jesus, Amari Murray Cooper, 1.8 points. Absolutely disgusting. That whole thing I brought up last week about why I let you came to fruition, Dak has been horrendous because they get leads early and then they just sit on them. They just don't do anything. They I've never seen like a team do nothing for the last three quarters and still win games. They've dead set done it for the last five weeks. It is just disgusting having any of their offensive pieces right now in fantasy. Um, and then, like I said, our running backs, our running backs were pretty much even with each other, so there wasn't really too much to talk about there. Mate, it was... I was so pleased when Alea threw up an eight. I'm like, yeah, I'm in this. I'm, I'm in Did this. Nothing. And uh, it turns out, I don't know if you remember this, but actually pretty early on, there was a great chance I was going to take a, a 3-1 lead in this stupid segment. And then you came roaring back. Uh, no, it was the week I had Matt Ryan, J.D. McKissick and T.Y. Hilton. You come roaring back then. And I could have had a 3-1 lead. And now all of a sudden I'm losing 6-4. to four. So I mean, it's just, yeah. it's gone really, really badly for me recently. Uh, but I'm, I'm ready to put that aside and, and come roaring back and, and take back a win. Because the one thing I know for sure is that even though there was that, you know, this has kind of been like on serve in a tennis game where it kind of gone, you win, I win, you win, I win. Oh, you broke serve a few weeks back. And then we've just gone straight back to just winning off each other. Um, this is the one where I have to, I have to hang on to my serve here. Um, so I'm feeling pretty well, good about the guys. Gonna the, uh, the problem is... I'm not the home team. You're the home team this week. And I'm a little nervous that if you take any of the guys I've got, my seconds are all pretty feeble. Interesting, mate. I've gone, I don't know. I'm pretty sure you'll allow this this quarterback. Uh, There's a good chance I won't. I know, being the the weird stubborn person that you are, especially (laughs) at the point where you're down 6'4". Um, the fact, look, it, it's definitely not whole more high end than uh, you taking Amari Cooper last week. So I'm always going to revert back to that. Yeah, okay. Uh, so I'm taking a person that was dropped to the waiver wire in Astro League. So I definitely don't see how you can rebut that, especially when it was from your team. Joe I'm taking Burrow. Joseph Burrow against the Baltimore Ravens, who are 26 against quarterbacks. Man, I'd eyed him. And I thought, no, what is he, quarterback 11? Maybe I need to go deeper. Uh, I wouldn't disallow it because I don't think, I, I don't love his matchup. I was shocked to my core when I saw he was quarterback 11. It made no sense to me because there has been so many games where people have questioned starting him. I feel like there's been a lot of like below 200-yard games. I know this isn't really helping my my pick. It's more that, I just don't see him as a guaranteed starter for anyone's fantasy team, especially not in short leagues, like 10 and 12 team leagues, which is why what we look for. Um, I just personally didn't understand how he was that high. Um, And I just really liked his passing opportunity here because I feel like he gets hurt by pace of play and the fact that they just used Joe Mixon, who himself looks like he's a chance not to play which I actually think will actually help Burrow because I don't think they're going to be able to run a lot on this Ravens team anyway, but they should be able to destroy it through the air. So that's why I really like Burrow this week. And I'm going to make – I wasn't going to do this, 
but I'm going to put it out there for discussion because it could be incredibly stupid. But with what I've just talked about being what I think 32 points behind in projections anyway, I've picked up Burrow. I'm contemplating playing him over Mahomes if Hill and Kelsey don't play. Yeah. And I understand why. Because all of a sudden, you kind of feel like you're chasing, right? It's, it's more about the upside than the floor. Yeah, it's, it's weird, though, because I, I don't think Mahomes is in a good position in this game anyway. I just think, like I said, that it's going to be a low scorer. I, think this, I don't believe the Steelers are going to be close to keeping up. It's not going to be anything like they saw last week against the Chargers of Justin Herbert. I really just think his, high, his upside is low anyway this week, Mahomes. And if he doesn't have those two, I just think they're going to have to de- just decide that they're going to win this game with defense. I just don't think he's going to be able to hit McCall Hardman and um, Byron Pringle and things like that um, to try and win the game for the air. I just think they're going to run a lot. Uh, Pittsburgh have been horrendous against the run in the last like four or five weeks, like atrociously bad, like you know history breaking bad um, against the run. So I just think that means they'll run a lot more as well. And this is just going to be a turd fest. So. Look, it's in play for me. I'm not saying I'm guaranteeing I'm doing it, but if you're wondering why I had Burrow sitting there after waivers, that's because I'm legitimately thinking about it. Yeah, I can understand why you <laughs> I think at this point you're playing daily, you know, so rest of the season be damned. You need to survive today. No, yeah. I'm allowing it. I, mean, I, I actually am kind of glad that you took him because I was nervous that you were going to take my quarterback start of the week. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> This didn't work out either time that I brought this guy up. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but, mate, I got lost in his eyes. Good start. <laughs> Jimmy couldn't get it done against Atlanta or when I had him as my buy-low quarterback going back a little while. But if this hopeless asshole can't get it done against this stupid fucking useless Titans... Jimmy G, <laughs> I hope going again. if it doesn't work out for Jimmy G this week, I hope he goes to the fucking Jets. You just you just destroyed him at the start of this episode and he just straight back to the well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm lost in his eyes. Fair enough. Yep. We all know that. He's just after man John's praise. That's all it is, mate. That's, that's 100% what it is. You're going to have to work with a guy in a couple of weeks. So, yeah. I just want to make sure he feels like he's at home. You've had a start of the week from the Niners every single week. <laughs> yeah, like for five straight weeks, weeks, by the way. The counter is on. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> I, I knew you would allow it. Um, we've never had someone go back to back with the same player at the same position before, but I, I knew you'd be fine. I weirdly thought for some reason when you were talking about Atlanta that you were going to Jared Goff. Believe me, I actually for some reason looked at him, but then he's got COVID. So I actually had to stop that. And I'll even admit too, there was a lion I was thinking about in another position, but then because Goff's got COVID, it actually turned me off him too. So a bit of force getting there, but I won't be going. And Uh, I mean, you know, I wasn't going to take Atlanta's quarterback who shall not be named. That man's name will never pass my lips ever again. But shit will pass his undies. Um, so my running back is one that I haven't been too displeased with my buy low call uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, oh, he came out last week. I don't know why. They must write up on a whiteboard or on the wall, carved in stone. I don't know. 
but Miles Sanders is not allowed to score a touchdown. It doesn't matter how many yards he runs for. For some reason, it's either Hurts pilfering him or they just bring on any running back they found off the street to rush that touchdown in. He just cannot get a touchdown to save his life. It's going to have to be from 40 yards out. And look, last week, he probably wasn't far off. He had 130-odd yards. He actually really played well. Um, I've actually been quite happy with the call because I think he's actually been a very serviceable uh, running back when he's there. Um, and he is clearly, to me, their best running back. I'm, 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 I've completely flipped on that. I don't think the other guys are better than him. Um, but, look, I'm going to take him against the Giants here. Giants 27th against running backs, and yeah. I really liked what I've seen out of Sanders recently. So I'm, I'm taking him. Oh, I can't tell you the relief. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, knew, I knew you would never take Miles Sanders. Like, you're, you're probably the one person when I brought him up at the start of the season, you probably had more hate for him than I did. You know me, I'd sooner take Duke. I've taken him in the third yeah. round of a uh, Astro League draft in the last 12 months, and uh, I would take Miles With fucking Sanders. <laughs> no worries, Miles Sanders wouldn't make it on my All Eagles fantasy team, to be honest. Fuck that guy. <laughs> no, don't think you make it on anyone's All Eagles. Are you talking about all-time Eagles? Or you just mean no, an just, All Eagles team right now? If I had an All Eagles fantasy league right now, I'd, um, I'd, I'd take fucking Jordan Howard. Fuck you, Miles Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. That's why I think I like picking him because it just pisses you off his, his name sitting there. <laughs> but you cannot find a way to get me to believe in Miles Sanders. It will not happen. I don't care what the format is. Um, yeah, I, I completely get this whole thing. Like, so you give him as many arms as he likes. He's that Booby Miller from the Remember the Titans, right? Is that the movie? Where, no, it's a different movie. Is it, is it Varsity Blues where he has to run it in from 40 yards out every time because the coach won't give him a running play inside the fight? Yeah, this is Varsity Blues. Okay. And then Moxon goes in. He's like, I'll give you the play. So he calls an audible a yard out and just gets this guy to rush it in from yard out. Um, and, it, you know, this is this is never going to happen to Miles Sanders unless he plays for, I don't even know the name of that high school, but the Coyotes, wasn't it? The, yeah, I'm sure that's the team. Anyhow, if the guy winds up playing Dawson Leary isn't handing you the ball from a yard out, then Miles Sanders, I'm afraid you're not getting a touchdown. I'm sure the asshole you pick's going to score about four points anyway, so I don't think I'll need a touchdown. I think you're going to give me a bath on this one. I really do. I think you're going to be like, <laughs> this is going to be the moment where you're like, I've, I've pushed the limit. Uh, you've been so gracious about this, but this is going to be the moment where you go, get fucked, mate. <laughs> it's coming. <Yeah>. Jesus. <laughs> but, but two things here make this guy qualify, but also make him a no-brainer, okay? So, number one, this guy's 26th on the year and he's on a team where the quarterback does pinch some volume. But... The other thing is that he's getting 20 touches a game and he goes up against the 31st best defense against running backs. So when I mentioned David Montgomery, I kind of feel like you're probably going to be like, no, no, this is the moment where I say no. He's thinking about it. How good of a mood am I in? I, I know I'm about, to lose by, I'm about to lose by 700 to Joel in a semifinal. Doesn't feel great. Um you need me to name the other guy and then you, I'm kind of at your mercy. Is that what we're going to do here? We're going to do a plea deal? Yeah, I want to see how shit the other guy is. Okay. I really didn't prepare much for him because I just kind of thought I'd just be like, uh, if you're going to disallow that guy, here's the guy. No follow-ups. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My second guy has 
a matchup against the world-beating Jags defense. Yeah. His name's Michael Carter. <laughs> That's my backup. I think Michael Carter probably fits it a bit better. But you know what? It probably helps my position in the, in the lead of 6'4". I'm going to allow it. You're going to allow David Montgomery? Yeah, fuck it. You're Why nuts. Not? Why would you allow that? I don't know. I'm, I'm letting you – I'm just seeing how far you can push the boundaries. That's pretty much yeah. That's pretty much the interesting thing for me. So there's got to be a running back outside the top 25. Is that right? Or is it top 20? Top 20. I think it was top 20 that top we said. 20. Yeah, it was more a – Josh Jacobs, 21. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, well, 26, he qualifies. And, you know, his quarterback does steal a bit of his, his uh, opportunity because he's a running guy. But yeah, look, in recent weeks, he, he, he's got back from his injury. He's getting 20 touches a game. He does go up against a horrible running defense. I just thought everything about him makes him a tick. What I was going to be worried about is if you go, dude, that doesn't actually help anyone. If you've got David Montgomery starting it. And if that's the case, Michael Carter, I'm fine with changing it to that. If the ruling is actually, um, hey, it Matty, is- that actually doesn't help anyone, I'll eat it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not married to David Montgomery. It is like true, like as in everyone has got Montgomery would play him, but I still, yeah. I'm still not 100 percent sure that's exactly what this was for. Like I, I just thought we would be able to pick people that weren't completely obvious. Like I still don't think Montgomery is completely obvious. Like he's not absolutely like tearing the house, like he you know setting the house on fire. Fair and, anyway, like he's starting him, then he is. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Fuck, fuck it. You get so, Michael Carter then. I've talked you into giving me a bar. Yeah. Why have I done that? <laughs> you, you 100% just talks me into it, mate. You get Michael Carter. Look, I, I feel like in good conscience it's the right call. But you know, it's only okay. because of what you said. You know, that's it. You go, well, everyone well, owns fine. We found, okay, we found I agree the line. With you. We found the line that we can finally just decide that you're the not going to. Montgomery line. Happen. That's how it's going to be known from now on. The Montgomery line. Okay. I'm writing this down. Yep. All right, so Michael Carter doesn't cross the Montgomery line. I'm going with Michael Carter. He plays the Jags. He's the 28th running back in fantasy this season. So he's actually not all that far in terms of total season stats from David Montgomery, and he hasn't had nearly as many injuries. But, gee, when he's played, he's actually played pretty well and in an offense that generally has some decent volume. Now, his last couple of appearances, he had seven before he got hurt. His first game back, he's got like two and a half. So he hasn't shown a lot in six weeks. So, you know, I'm just pinning my hopes on that. The leaky asshole Jags running defense will just continue to be what it is now. Now that they are in the possession of the number one draft pick and no longer looking forward to winning games this year. Yep. Fair enough, mate. Sounds good. That's, you know, I, I, I really think that the Jacksonville Jaguars aren't bad against the run. They just, for some reason, a lot of games, I feel like they're actually half decent. Uh, I don't know if that's just compared to their secondary, uh, but I, I sometimes see that Jacksonville team and I think it can sometimes bait you into thinking that their rush defense is terrible just because the whole team is, uh, but sometimes they're actually not bad. So I, I thought about that. I saw my whole card. I just worried about him just coming off the injury that he had and not seeing much out of the Jets of uh, Zach Wilson at the moment. So I stayed away from it. But look, it's fine. I completely understand. It's not a bad matchup. How much I hate now, Miles Sanders. Give me Michael Carter over Miles Sanders. Fuck you. Now, mate, check out these numbers over the last five weeks. Mm, shit. For what it's over 48. Oh, I know who this is. 7.4. You know, not, not, not too great. 
It's 15.2, 17.5, 8.4, then 19.1. Two of those games, he's had 12 targets. Every game has had at least six. I'm staying in the flames, baby. Russell Gage, let's yeah. go. Up against Detroit Lions, even though they're sitting at 13th against wide receiver, we all know that's because they are just ass against the running back. And <laughs> we all know that they have no running back. Uh, Corderell Patterson, look, he can chime in. They seem to be actually capping his reps at the moment, which makes me feel better about the call. Uh, and then Patterson, obviously, yeah. is probably just as good in the receiving game anyway. So I think this could be a game where they actually decide to air it out a bit more against Detroit than they used to. Um, and I just think Russell Gage is just on fuego right now. He's just getting so many targets. He's finally stepping into that sort of vacated Calvin Ridley role. I'm not trying to say he's Calvin Ridley, but Julio role, mate. He's starting to just piece it all together at the moment at the right time. I I know I've got a league that I'm I'm in. For some reason, we're going to week 18, so don't give me start on that. Uh, but our our playoffs start next week, and he's my flex, and I'm not moving him because he's just absolutely killing it. So. Um, and he and it's a full PPR, and he's just getting so many receptions. So, give me him at wide receiver forty eight, and I'm uh, pretty happy about it. Yeah, this is the definition of a league winner. This guy, isn't he? Absolutely. Uh, come from nowhere, and all of a sudden, twelve targets a game. Julio was getting twelve targets a game. He stepped in the Julio role. Don't worry about Calvin Ridley. Never heard of her. Actually, um, has a hamstring. I mean, quarterback is a bag of shit. So for that reason, it kind of makes me feel a little sick. But I mean. <sighs> You can see that 29 targets in three games, 15 points average in that span. Pretty good. Just just the last three weeks. But I had him written down as my first. And you know what I did? I wrote that out. I said, what makes me nervous is that his quarterback's a bag of shit. So for this reason, Russell Gage makes me feel sick. So I'm pivoting to a guy with more targets. He's got 35 over the same span versus 29. He's scoring more points a game, 17 points a game compared to Russell Gage's mega 15. His quarterback, too, is a bag of shit, but he seems to look at this wide receiver like I still look at my wife. Now, the quarterback situation there might be a little fluid since I wrote this, but Armin Rasen Brown. Yeah, that's who I had as well. That's who I had. (laughs) Yeah, it's not just fun to say, mate. And tell you what, I've been saying this name a lot. It's a, even more fun than his brother, Equinemius. I used to love saying Equinemius St. Brown. But I'll tell you what, Armin Rahm might even be more fun than that. But it turns out uh, he really does have a chance to be quite successful because he's got a date with a genuine asshole defense. And I know I took a quarterback against that same genuine asshole defense last week. So I've learned my lesson and I'm just going to go to the receiver against that genuine asshole defense. And if I'm wrong, the next week I'll be going the running back against a genuine asshole defense because they've got to be bad against someone. That is how arsehole defences work, and I will get this right somewhere along the way. There's sewerage everywhere. That's how they work. Um, It's like if you had a toddler running around without a nappy, it's just like that. It's just a stream of shit. Someone's got to be getting the volume. It's funny how close we were this week. Like, I did the exact thing you did. Like, I had um, St. Brown written down, and I changed it because of Goff's news about the COVID, I just worried about who was going to be throwing in balls. Yeah. I mean, I know Goff's not fantastic, but he's, he's definitely better than whoever the hell's going to back him up. So, um, 
yeah, I just took him out and I just thought, you know, I know Russell Gage is getting the same treatment, even if that treatment's filth. Uh, I know it's the same treatment than what he's been getting the last few weeks to get the numbers he's getting. Uh, so I just thought, you know, I'll just play it a bit safer and take the guy that I know as well. I, I'm also playing it a bit loose by saying I know because the amount of COVID stuff people are picking up, you know, Matt Ryan could turn around and have it tomorrow and, you know, fingers crossed he doesn't. Um, but it's just insane at the moment. Like everyone's just looking at each other left, right, and center. Yeah, yeah. This is a daycare. NFL is a daycare. Kids just <laughs> licking each other, sharing fruit, fruit bowl. It's yeah, it's a mess. It's a mess. <laughs> Mate, all right. Okay, so I've got it locked in. We've got Joe Burrow versus Jimmy G. We've got Miles Sanders versus Michael Carter. That's going to be a cracker. And then Russell Gage versus Armin Ra. Which same game. Fantastic. <laughs> and yeah, I noticed that. I thought that was fantastic. That uh, okay. We're just going to both be uh, playing that one same minute. That's going to be great. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. But I think we should wrap this up by going to what the people want. We've got somebody we can help this week, and I think it's time to get to the mailbag. Let's do it. Where's the mailman? Need some advice? You know that the question's going to be like, what colour is a football? Who has the mail? You got another one in there? You still got one more in the big yep. old Philip Rivers sack? Thanks to your questions at Astro League Podcast. Do we, do we have a drop for that? Mate, you're going to love this one. Um, just because we've got Pastry Press NFL actually coming to join us through the month of January, we're going a bit easier on the mail from him and uh, we're giving him a week off. He's, he's going to need a little bit of, uh, I don't know, I think probably good for his mental health to put a little bit of a gap in before he has to work intensely with us for three or four weeks. Um, so I've recommended he goes on a health retreat. So we'll, we'll hear from him again soon. Putting up um, with all the poop jokes. <laughs> yeah, and all the, you know, Mike Davis just being a dick on a plate. And I, th- I think yeah. these things wear people out. I mean, not you or yeah. I, but just your average human being. I think, yeah, there's only so much you can be. It's like radiation. I think if you're exposed to it for too long <laughs> in too intense amounts, then it can really, I, th- I think you probably need a break um, and a bit of Tell you what wears out your insides is eating that dick on a plate. Oh, <laughs> man, that would destroy you. I was only just watching the Chernobyl series this week and, uh, yeah, this whole radiation thing is it's a thing for me at the moment. Um, let's move on to help our, our punter. Um, I've got some mail from at Hunting Ren Frowns, which is <laughs> pretty <Fine>. good. <laughs> Hunting Ren Frowns. Um, and says, I finished the two seed and I now get to play a successful six seed this week. Problem is, they're a plucky team who've kind of hit a streak lately on guys like Devante Parker, who just threw up a great day. Now, I'm still ahead in production, but do I chase the upside too? Like, I won 10 games, but it doesn't actually feel all that important now that I could get bundled out by a 7 and 17. Nah, look, I. It just depends who it is. Like, don't go too nuts. Like, don't go guys just based off matchup and stuff like that and just throw away your whole wide receiving core that got you to there. Um, look, just because he's got some high upsides, guys like Devontae Parker, chances are that if he's got a bunch of them, that the, the one of them is going to go terrible. Like, that's just how it is. Like, if you've got guys that are just full 
of just matchup plays and guys that haven't actually been there most of the year or, you know, have actually flashed and then done nothing. There's actually a very, very good odds that one of them is going to go terrible and probably spiral his wide receiver cord down. Um, so you've got to start thinking like that. Don't just see a whole bunch of upside plays and think you've got to match it. If you've got some very steady guys that have gotten you to the two seed in the first place, it, it just very depend. It depends on your squad. Like if you're like me mm. um, in my situation, I can start to look at some of that because I feel like even though I was the one seed, I'm in a position where I'm behind, um, especially with all true. the COVID stuff. But if you're you're feeling like you're in head of projections and that you do look at your team and think it is honestly better with the way you have it, I would just keep it like that. I wouldn't be chasing upsides on matchups and stuff like that. Let the person that's behind you and the succeed do that. Yeah, I think that's actually really good advice because I think the same. If, if you can go there and dance with the people who brought you, you probably should. Um, he's saying he's ahead in projections too. I I understand playing against someone like it's in your matchup. Hang on, let me just pull this up here. Uh, yeah, like in your that matchup, one. but you get a guy like Ayuk. Okay, so he's projected for nine, but gee, if he drops seventeen, it wouldn't really surprise you. And and Ertz, who's projected seven, you called out. Well, I reckon you'll probably score ten. You know, so even some of these guys, they're not enormous overperformances, but they're overperformances nonetheless. So if you're ahead in projections and you can sort of see pretty simply a way where the guy across the hallway from you could score more than is on the page, it'll make you nervous, right? This is like, uh, as a Dragons fan in the NRL here, every time we're in a knockout game, I'm terrified that the team we're playing, no matter how good we have been all year, is just going to shirt from us. Like there was that season we finished number one, we played the eight seed freaking Eels, and they beat us 37 to nil or something like that. It was just, oh, my God. So, it's just, you know, and all those years against, like, Broncos teams who'd finish middle of the playoff pack, and they just shirt front you in 80 minutes. You know, you got the better team, but they just beat you in 80 minutes. Well, yeah, all of a sudden, how good you were all season really doesn't matter, and you've just got to beat the team in front of you on the day. So, I understand the nerves, and I think I did so many mental gymnastics the week leading into playing Seahorse in the 2018 championship. I mean, he poked me a lot too. He knew that I was fragile and he he's amazing. I love Seahorse. He put me through the ring of that week. Um, and, of course, I cleaned him up because my team was better. But, gee, he made me work for it mentally. And and you, it's just exhausting to put yourself through that. If, you, if you're pretty sure you've got the better team, just take the team that brought you. All I picture is Jared Hayne and then Darren Lockyer kicking a field goal. I believe they're the, they're, the, they're the games I can think of. They're the moments, yeah. Jared Hayne soaring off like a plane toward the freaking Cogra crowd, yeah. That was, his, that was his run where they won like nine straight just to get the eighth seed, I'm pretty sure. Are you, yeah. Did he win the Dale EM as well? I can't remember. Yeah. But he, um, he won, they won heaps in a row just to get the eighth seed. Like, they were terrible. Like, they were wooden spooners uh, with nine rounds to go, basically. And then ended up getting sliding into the eighth seed and just dominating. Smoked us. Smoked, I don't even know who they smoked got the next the, round. Got but... to the final. Got to the final and lost to the cheating store. Yeah, and lost to a team who... Done a whole bunch of cheating. So just wow. Yep. Like, and only, what was it, seven points in the end? It was a real game. So yeah, just ah, yeah. oh, that fucking Eels team. God damn it. And not that Eels team, that Dragons team. Ah, oh, they're a tough team to love. <laughs> I tell you, they're a tough team to love. Well, it's good now because they just don't even make the finals anymore. Yeah, they've taken the Jags approach, mate. 
It's hard to be disappointed about playoff losses if you're not in the playoffs. Exactly. They're taking the Carabao Kings approach, actually. (laughs) (laughs) You mean the cork suckers or the uh, (laughs) the glory goals, That's going to come up next week. I want to talk about the board decision about that next week and what we've got in front of us. I don't understand why a small little white guy is all of a sudden just completely uncoverable. I just don't understand how the world has come to this. Because, mate, when I played for the Astros, wasn't true. <laughs> I'm yeah, sitting yeah. right in There's front of my game-worn number 80 jersey. It's behind me. I'm touching it. I can feel the, the love and the warmth of the thing. But it was never, never as slippery as it seems Cooper Cup is, mate. Jesus. Players are normally either, like, you know, great at getting targets or great at getting touchdowns. He's just yeah. both. Uh, the old El Paso ad. He's like, why don't we have Yes, yeah. Why don't we have <laughs> One thing I thought we should do before we disappear real quickly is give us the opportunity to talk a little bit about this podcast team that we've got in the league. It's a 16-team full PPR with a full seven-man bench. So it is a tough league to find people in. And honestly, you've steered this team most of the year. Um, And you mentioned off the top, it's been pretty successful. It's been a fun ride, mate. Like, we we went into the draft. Like, the draft really sort of came quickly on us. Like, the whole league kind of got made, and then they decided to draft, like, basically the next day. Um, And what was funny is I don't think – I don't know if you knew or I let it and then just didn't know. I had no idea it was full PPR. So, even the draft I sort of um, ran, I probably would have done it differently if I knew it was full PPR. So, kind of makes it even funnier that we ended up turning this into a very good team. Um, from, from the start, we decided to go early on tight end and QB because I think we both kind of found that interesting and something we probably didn't want to do at Astro. So, we were like, well, let's do it in this league, sort yeah. of test it out and see how it looks. Uh, we ended up Josh Allen, who's now the QB1, I believe, uh, since Tom Brady sort of sucked ass last week. Uh George Kittle, who looked like a bit of a bust, has just gone bananas. Yeah, uh, been a full PPR the last few weeks. Uh, your pick on Leonard Fournette, uh, up until obviously this week, um, has just been absolutely phenomenal. Uh, we we real we went low on receiver. DJ Moore, um, I was just you know singing his praises at the start of the year. He kind of got us a lot of wins early. Yeah, um, well, he was great early. But we did get. <laughs> Uh, and then he sort of fell apart with the whole QB situation. But uh, he's been at least good enough to be, you know, get us enough points because our running backs have really been the staple of that team. Uh, Nick Chubb, even though in a full PPR, I probably wouldn't have gone in knowing it was a full PPR. I know Eckler was behind him, and I probably wouldn't have gone in. Um, yeah. But even still, his volume and touchdowns have helped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been great, and you pair him with a Fournette, um, oh, Javante Williams, like a Mac, yeah. Insane. Javante Williams has been, you know, stout. Like he just, he can't quite get the volume and stuff because of Gordon there, but he's been great for us. Like just as that flex. That's been a real great pickup for us because I think yeah. now Fournette's dead. And we're not going to see him again now. And he kind of brought us there. And it's nice to have a guy like Javante who we sort of both said at draft time, well, he's a late season play. Here's yep. where he's got to earn his money now. Yeah. And you rem- you got to remember, too, being in a 16-team league, like, you get four really good pieces, you're a really good chance of winning. That's just how it is. Like yeah, As long as they say healthy. Even in the finals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even in the finals, like, 
you're not going to come up normally against just an absolutely star-studded full lineup in a 16-team league. So just having like Josh Allen, Kittle really, you know, being that as X-Factors. And I know Fournette going down is huge, but just even Nick Chubb and Javante Williams as two running backs, you know, it's yeah. a lot more solid than the other teams out there. Um, so it's something we've been we've been done really well. And we've had a mixture of the Pats and Cowboys defenses, which have actually done really well. Um, we've seen to pick yeah. the right one a lot of weeks. Like, you know, Cowboys matchups we seem to put in and uh, like we, we, we copped at least a lot of those huge games from New England. So I think we won like six or seven games in a row at one stretch. Like we yeah, started about... We started about two and four or three and four or something, and then we just ended up like 10 and three or something like that, nine and three. And we just, ended, I think we finished 10 and four. Um, yeah, we're just in a great position, got the bye, uh, worked our way up, and, you know, now we're going to match up against us as a Team Spartan. Team Spartan, yeah, FF Spartan. <coughs> Who does his own content as well. So he put up a big thing on his Instagram. Yeah, and I was very fast when I saw that to tag both our accounts in it so we could both get in there and um, and just, you know, have a bit of a jive about it, have a bit of a yarn about it. And, and the chat group for that league has been pretty active all year and they're all pretty Yeah, it has. Dudes. thing I like about it is Spartan guys, Canadian. So you've got yeah. an Aussie, uh, half Aussie, half Canadian. I don't know what you are, mate. It's something. Yeah, no um, one no Up one against Canadians. Like, how good is this? It's, be- it's beautiful, mate. I'm, uh, I'm glad we did it. It's been interesting yeah. sort of both – Manning a team, like you said, I've I've probably sort of taken the reins on it a bit more. It's just oh, I've always kept an eye on it, just on my ESPN platform. There, um, just I haven't. There hasn't been a lot of weeks where I've need to sort of weigh the claim because, like we, like I said, we've been pretty lucky yeah, that we haven't been out. completely killed. Like we've at least had like a pretty obvious option to sort of just fill. Uh, either buys or when someone gets injured, there's sort of someone else there on the bench to come in. So, um, yeah, we've been in a pretty good situation there. We haven't had to make too many changes. Um, you know, having Darnell Mooney's been a pretty decent, yeah. like we've kept the exact same right receiving call the whole way. Um, oh, Mooney's, you know, had some pretty decent games there. And even when he hasn't, uh, we've just got enough from everyone else that it hasn't mattered. It's been fantastic. I think, um, yeah, we've really hit our straps. Like, I think we were one and three at one point and our three losses were by a combined 10. Oh, it was insane. Like, it was like our team's <laughs> so probably lucky. unlucky to be 10 and four. You know, it's just, it's wild. I actually forgot about that and we were talking about it the whole time. We're like one and three and we just could not win a close game and we'd be in front by 10 or 15 projections. You'd be like, here we go. And then someone would just jag something and we'd just yeah. lose. Like, we just could whatever. not buy a win. And we'd be like the second or third top scoring team losing to like the top. Like we just could not get any luck. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it just all turned. We just kept scoring those high top three, top four scores. And yeah. eventually it, you keep doing that. The odds are going to turn on you eventually, unless your name's Justin at the Jizz Bots. <laughs> yeah, pretty well. And so I guess we're the antithesis of the uh, the the question we just got from uh, the, the listener to be like, oh, well, you know. We we got, kind of got to go with the people who brought us because it's a sixteen team league. Like, what are you trading in for? Like, yeah, exactly. I don't have a choice. <laughs> but that said, we're projected to score more, so let's let's rest on that. These guys have done it, and they've been doing it for weeks now. Let don't get freaked out by the other guy, you know, pulling some strings and trying some magic. Let's just stay the course, you know. Absolutely, dude. Good luck, man. I know you're going to need all the luck you can get this week, and. Um, Oh, I did enough tearing shreds off you earlier, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be nice yeah. to you on the way out and say good luck, mate. All the very best in your semi-final, like, and hopefully you can really break through. This would be a momentous thing for the Vinagres Turks. 
Hope so, mate. Like I said, it's a bit tough just what sort of just happened to me in the last couple of weeks. Um, yeah. it's, it's, it's not great, but it is what it is. Uh, things could turn. Like if I get a bit, you know, some luck sort of go my way and these guys come back from COVID and do play, I can see myself being close to, you know, with Joel. Like the, the 32 was purely based off everything staying wrong. Like that, I, that's how I had to project it, just based off what it is right now. Um, I, if, if let's say Eckler plays, Kelsey plays, and then Hill comes and plays, that's just better for Mahomes. I don't see myself losing my thirty-two. Honestly, I could, but I, I wouldn't project that bigger beat down. Um, so you look. Let's just see what happens. It's a, it's a semi-final in a fantasy football league. You, you just never know what could happen. And um, you know, uh, let's hope I can get to the final. If not, you know, Joel's a very very good player and deserves to be where he is. So, so good luck to him um, if he gets through. Mate, and I think firstly too, uh, good luck to everybody because we've got yeah, four absolutely. great combatants. We've got a guy who's got all the playoff history in the universe. Yourself who's been, especially in recent years, really competitive in the playoffs and just been that one step short a couple of times of being in that, that title fight. And then you've got uh, you know, Pete who's, who's literally been to the playoffs once and really could be his time. And Jolie O who has sort of made a couple more recent appearances over time, but really hasn't had playoff success for 10 years. So it's, it's just such a mixture and there's just no way this is going to be fascinating as hell. So good luck to everybody. Absolutely. Good luck. All right, brother. Well, I'm going to let you run. Go and uh, check in on the guys. Just take everyone's temperature, give them all another test and, and a bit of a <laughs> yeah, cuddle and, and cheer them up. Uh, I'll central. catch you later in the week, brother. Cheers, mate. Good, mate. Hooroo. See you, Rahuru. Play. Play it. This is the Astro League Fantasy Football Podcast. League specific news, information, and stats with your obnoxious commissioner, Maddie C.